0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media.
2: All right, on today's show, we are talking all about Instagram threads and what it means for marketers like you. What is it? What are the terminologies that you should know when talking to clients? Is it worth your time for you or for your clients? And is it truly a, quote, Twitter killer, as some of the media has been calling it? By the end of today's show, you'll know everything you need to know to decide if it's right for you or your clients. All right. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you.
0: I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the social media marketing podcast, not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today.
2: Today I'm joined by Peg Fitzpatrick. Peg is a popular social media speaker, trainer, and social media author. She's also the co-author of The Art of Social Media, Power Tips for Power Users, and has been jumping all over threads and figuring out how to (laughs) work and all of that stuff. So welcome to the show, Peg. Hey,
1: thanks for having me.
2: So let's jump right into kind of the basic question. And I know social media geeks like you and I obviously have seen this because we've been sort of looking at all of it, but let's just break down what is threads. Let's start right there.
1: It's basically a text first platform. So you can do photos, you can do videos, but it's like where you go, it's like a water cooler. You just go there. The thing that I have seen the most that has getting the most success is just kind of like sharing an idea that somebody can spin off of. At the beginning, it was a lot of like, everything's positive. Everything's great here. And it was like a very weird vibe because people were all, what do we do here? We've been trained on Instagram to create a perfect grid and have a photo with." everything. And I think your main Instagram users and your Twitter users, sometimes they meet in the middle. If you've attended social media marketing world, you are on everything. So that's not necessarily you. But most people have like one thing that they love. I've been on Twitter since I don't know, since it started. I've tweeted every day since it started. And There's just a difference between Twitter and Instagram. It's not like Instagram, you're focused on what the photo looks like, how it's going to fit in your grid, even though those things have calmed down in the past year and a half or so, but it used to be the perfect grid. So you were always thinking of what photo is going to go with this. Will it go with other things? And Threads has given people like this, like, okay, you don't need that. You can just write something. And a lot of the people that are successful are writing something kind of funny, which is FYI, kind of hard. (laughs) Kind of hard to be spontaneously funny. So you can see some things are doing better than others with that. The brands that are funny are crushing it because that's a Twitter thing. The snappy, funny Wendy's of the internet are funny. Wendy's is a very funny brand online. And there's a lot of other ones that are doing the same kind of thing. So it's kind of that, Hey, this is my thought for the day, it's this, and then rolling it into a trend. I really see, it's hard to find the trends because there's no hashtags, as we know. You can't just search for a phrase or anything like that. You can only search for people. So, right now, it's really hard to find the only way that you find the trending things is by kind of going through the feed. So, you have to put in a little effort to find what's currently popular. And you see a couple people posting it, and then you're like, okay, that's something I can jump on. So, it takes a little bit more work than just going in and seeing something trending in the sidebar and saying, okay, I'm going to make something about that. Or YouTube, where you go and it shows you recommended things to watch based on things that you've liked before. So it's a little bit of the hate to even there's so many phrases that have been repeated too many times already about this wild, wild west frontier, all of those things. It's just different. So some people have taken a look and see approach, they're going to wait, and they're going to see what happens. Some people are diving in, I see that if you're somebody who's engaging with other accounts, it makes a huge difference. It's definitely not the place to post and ghost, you cannot post and leave, you need to look around a little bit, come up with your idea, and then talk to some other accounts. And that's the best way to grow your account that I've seen. How about you?
2: Well, I loved the first few days, the wild, wild west, as you said, everybody was chronic. For me, it was fun. It was just, hey, let's figure out what to do here. And
1: I like that. It's just the phrases that have been repeated. <laughs> and I did a thread on it, but the thread puns have got to stop. It's not funny. Everybody said them all on the first day. And then new people were coming on like, how can we spin this into something good? And I love puns, but it was too many puns. Too many <laughs> it was puns. Too many puns. It was the same puns. Like people didn't check the temperature of the room and they kind of repeated things. So...
2: Yeah, well, sometimes the thing about a pun, and I'm a fan of puns, but the thing mm-hmm. about a pun, it's really hard to have a completely original pun, because a lot of people yeah. have those same types of ideas. So as a marketer, sometimes people are thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to do this for a client, am I going to create everything from scratch? So just to fill people in on limitations, the post can be up to 500 characters long. They yeah, can which have is pretty linked. long. That's a lot yeah. of time photos and videos up to five Five minutes minutes. in length. So you can actually do a lot there. Now, obviously, it's going to develop its own culture. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that's really interesting about this, though, I'm not a web three expert or anything. So I don't know how this all works. But essentially, it's going to be part of this new type of social network that's open where you can take your people elsewhere. What have you seen about that?
1: So Mastodon is like that there's a now I'm totally blanking on the phrase for it. But they connect in a really geeky, hard to understand way that regular people don't need to know. But it's just like it's an open network kind of. So you could take your people kind of like if you had an email list and you could connect, You have, you own that. They're saying when you have your threads, they're hoping to connect with that like Mastodon kind of community. I don't know where else you could go with it at this point. Maybe Mastodon. I don't know. I mean, threads is not all that different from Mastodon. I haven't been on Blue Sky. I don't know if you've been there. I know that people just wanted an alternative to Twitter. The okay because it just went crazy. It's the last week. It's gone even more crazy. He changed the name to X. He changed the logo. The app logo isn't changed. It's like the most half-baked rebrand ever done for a major brand. And people are just like, what are you even doing? He's limited how many people can see your posts and what you could put. I mean, it's the changes over there are just literally a dumpster fire at this point of change and not in a good way and not in a helpful way. (laughs) And I see Threads is like a... Fresh start for people, way to connect with people. But it's very hard for like communities that you're in, like marketers. There's like Marketing Monday, and people post on certain days and post certain things. And then there's the writing community. Writers are a community. Writers and journalists really had tight networks, huge, big networks on Twitter. And now it's hard to grow and find the same people. Like, how do you find your writing community? Like, how do you post something and say, hey, everybody, let's connect, let's share this? So, it's a lot harder without the hashtags, but they seem to be pretty stubborn on that and they haven't added them yet. So it makes it hard for people to connect other than by looking for the people that you followed on other places. Yeah. And that's a lot more work.
2: Yeah, well, and they are adding more and more things all the time, which we'll talk about in a second. And this came out on July 6th. And so here we are, as of today, less than a month in. It grew to over 100 million users within a few days, which was a new record. Although it's kind of a, like, that's one of those records that's going to have an asterisk next to it forever. Because like ChatGPT was the previous record holder, but that came out of nowhere. Meanwhile, Instagram has this billions of active users that they were able to roll it out to. But I do think they did a great job with it. And then TikTok this week announced a text-based option as well. So it'll be interesting to see. So one of the things I want to ask you about in a minute is how your experience on Twitter, because you said you tweeted every day I since what, 2005 so or six, versus threads so far. So that should be interesting. What is uh, Adam Aseri, head of Instagram, shared so far about the threads rollout?
1: He's really great at sharing updates all the time. So he's definitely, if you're not already following, you probably are because you're a marketer, but follow him on Instagram and threads. He shares the newest, latest things. They are obviously watching. There was a soft launch of threads on July 4th. Some people were in early. Yeah. I was in, but not on my account. So I didn't get to grow my account that fast, but they got a little teeny thing. The thing is, there's not that many buttons and things and stuff to learn. I think one of the things is you want to learn all about it really fast. And it's really basic right now. And I think that's almost the beauty of it. There's not a lot of buttons. They did add the following tab, which many, many people wanted. So you can see who conversations from people that you're following. I love the little logo at the top, the animation and the logo, things like that. it's a streamlined there's not a lot going on which makes you focus on the conversations i think they're being really thoughtful about that think about that you can't schedule anything on threads you can't yeah. schedule it ahead. So everything is kind of live or very fresh. So it makes it the place that people are going for conversation. Instagram used to be that place. And will be way before that Facebook was the place and everything you posted went to all your followers. Remember those days? Once upon days? a time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, it was so
1: good back then. I had no idea. And then it's then that died and you had to do ads or forget it. Then Instagram was the place brands. Your engagement was off the charts. Now you're lucky if you're in single digits on Instagram. So Threads is a place now where the eyeballs are. Wherever the eyes are, in the attention economy is the main thing. TikTok is still very popular. Your TikTok users and your thread users are two different people. I have not seen one repurposed TikTok video with a TikTok logo on threads. Have you?
2: No, no, I haven't. And And
1: you see them everywhere else. So people are being very careful and cautious about what they're posting. You can still repurpose. I'm not saying you shouldn't repurpose content, but Repurpose your really great tweets, if you're a brand, especially, if you've had great stuff. Repurpose those, rewrite them a little bit. It really seems to be mostly text-based. I like to do GIFs still. Do you like GIFs?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love GIFs. And I've shared some videos and some photos as well.
1: Yeah. So GIFs are hard to figure out. If you haven't figured that out, you have. You can use a keyboard. I have like the Giphy keyboard. Mm. And then you just tap over, get that keyboard, and then you can search for the GIF and then paste it in. That's one of the features where I don't think they're going to add it because they were forced to sell Giphy, right? meta had to sell that part of breaking up their monopoly. I don't know how that was the biggest part of their monopoly since they just created another social network. That's another story, right?
2: Right, right. Yeah, another (laughs) story for another day. All right, so Mm -hmm. there is definitely lots of things to think about on, is this worth your time? And what are some of the best practices that you've seen so far, which we'll get into here in just a second. Real quick, if you are creating content, And you want to free up lots of hours in your day. You've heard everyone talking about ChatGPT and these other AI tools. You're not sure where to start. I'm super excited for this. We've been doing these marketing mastery workshops. And the next one is a faster way to create Instagram reels, stories, and more using AI. And it's coming up on August 10th. It's a Thursday. Instagram expert Nikki Saunders is going to show you how to easily reclaim your time with AI. And as you know, AI is changing every half second. So this will be a fully (laughs) up-to-date workshop. You can sign up right now at Social socialmediaexample.com so Peg, let's talk a little bit about the dictionary or the glossary. What are some of the terms that marketers should know to be able to feel like they know what they're talking about with right. Instagram
1: threads? It's one of the things that happens when there's a new social network that the platforms make something, they make a thing, and then they try to come up with the terms, but then the people that use it actually come up with how to use everything. And we're really still in that phase of trying to figure out out. So the phrases I've seen threads is the app, obviously a thread is the little conversation and you can thread posts together. So you make a mm. post and then you can post together to make a thread. I've seen people that are on there referred to as threaders. Mm. Okay. Have you seen that?
2: No, I haven't. I haven't heard that one. No.
1: Yeah. Threaders. But people were trying to figure that out at the beginning. Like people in the writing community were like, are we the threaders? Like what's our thing going to be? You know? So it's really basic. You can quote something or you can just repost it. So like I said, there's not a lot of buttons right now, which is kind of nice. It does need some more functionality and the rest of the terminology hasn't really been figured out. They do have some secret features in there when you're posting something, you can limit who can reply to you. That's kind of one of the ways that they're helping people like control their conversation. So you could post something, leave it open so everyone can respond or just the people that you tag. So I could send you a post, just tag you and just say that you can respond, but it's still public. Okay. So everybody can see it, but they can't. Yeah, so you can almost do an
2: interview that way if you had it set up that way.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody did an AMA. I saw somebody didn't ask me anything, but I didn't see the flow for all of it. It seems like it would be a little hard to follow.
2: Okay, and you call this a secret feature. So where can people access? Is it after you put it up or?
1: It's just right in the post. Like it's just there. When you're gonna make a post, you pull up your phone, you're typing in the information. Down at the bottom, it says, who can see, who can reply, you can tap on that. Okay. It's there. It's just one of the ones if you tap around. It's like making the thread, doing the three taps. It was there, but... You had to just figure it
2: out. One of the less obvious ones. Yeah. Okay. And one of the things that people have been talking about a lot. So your threads account is basically tied to your Instagram account. So Mm -hmm. if you have an Instagram, you're already getting your username and everything like that. We don't know if it'll be like that forever. And then my understanding is they've said you can't delete your threads account unless you delete your Instagram account. If you decided you wanted to be done with it.
1: Right. But you can turn it off. You could make it private so it's not public, but you can't just delete it. Everyone got really freaked out about that one. Obviously, all of the social platforms have privacy issues. I think that's why Threads isn't in Europe yet because of privacy issues, because they've already been sued a bunch of times by countries, (laughs) Germany in particular, but other ones too. Every social platform, they're on your phone. They get your data. We all have conversations and then a half hour later, see a Facebook ad for it right? Yeah. Who's doing that? Is it our phones? Is it the app? Are we giving, I mean, there's a lot of layers of things and you can turn some of them down, but the reality is it's on your phone. It's the only place to do it. And they have access to things.
2: Yeah. As a marketing geek, when it says allow app to track, I'm like, yes, I want to see what everybody's doing. I don't have anything to hide. I don't <laughs> think and I want to see. And so I'm one of those people right. that I opt into to all of that stuff.
1: I like the personalized content, which I haven't seen on threads yet, but on Instagram and Pinterest in particular, when they show me things, it's things that I want to see.
2: Yeah. The main thing that I've seen from the recommendation engine, as Meta calls it on threads, has been Mm -hmm. content that people I follow have replied to. And it's been really interesting to see that just as a way to discover it. And Mm -hmm. it's also been interesting, too, because you talked about how on Twitter, people are more accessible and things like that. And we're kind of seeing that, I think, on threads right now. Now, someday, if there's scheduling and things like that, some of the bigger brands may outsource it or turn it over to teams, most likely, don't you think?
1: I think there's already some teams behind things, but the brands that are really into it, their person is they're posting all day and responding to things all day an interesting note that you were saying that how you're seeing a lot of things that are responded like people that you follow responded to though it's interesting the format because it'll show the person's response it'll show like jerry you know post a blah, blah blah and then underneath it, it has what they responded to which is really helpful for trends like there was one that was like i just posted this morning uh spotify has a new thing that they're pitching right now where you can like, which five Taylor Swift eras are you in? Because everybody's still (laughs) talking about Taylor Swift. So they posted that I'm in my blank era. And then everybody knows you're supposed to just redo that and say what era you're in. Mm. And then when you do that, Spotify's post goes underneath it. So it's interesting the way that they've connected things and made it easy to see what that person is talking about. When sometimes on Twitter, you won't necessarily see that, by the way, it's a little harder to follow the conversation. One thing that I think that people need to do that they're not doing enough is actually at mentioning the person they're responding to. I think it's hard to follow the notifications. They're all kind of mixed in together. And if you really want someone to see it, you need to not just hit reply, but you need to reply and then add their at mention. And there's a lot better chance that they'll see it.
2: Well, notification filtering is rolling out. And I know some people do have it, which is great. And as far as the reply goes, yeah, if you repost and add a quote, then your reply shows on top. But if you reply like in the thread, then it's underneath. So yeah, it's a little bit of both, which has been interesting. Right.
1: Right. So there's not that many choices, but it's still different in how you see them. But at mentioning people is always the best way.
2: Yeah. So the big question for, I think, all marketers is, is this worth my time for me and for my right. clients? And the last time we went through this was with Clubhouse. I think that was you know <laughs> yes. on this level
1: where it was... And all Clubhouse, the I said no. If <laughs> you go back, historically speaking, I said no. But I also was all in on Google Plus, to be fair, ah, <laughs> um, yes. and Meerkat. Remember, and there's so many that have come and gone. Yes, so yes. is Threads worth it? I think so far... I say, yes, it's worth it. I think if you're a brand that you need to figure out how to translate your voice into the text with maybe a little boost, but clever things, the one that like this or that, that matches your brand. I've seen a lot of brands catch a trend and create, write just a funny witty thing that matches their brand and the trend. The key is to hit the Barbie trend, but how does it fit your brand? There's the two pieces of that. Are you a Barbie or an Oppenheimer? Like those two things are out there right now. So it's worth it, but but you have to figure out how it's going to be worth it for you. What piece of this will be worth it? Where are you leading people? Right now, it's not really a lot of promotional stuff. You see it, but not a lot. So if you're a blogger, like I still haven't even posted anything from my blog yet. Mm, and it's a month no Because I did one to my Goodreads profile. But in general, I was still in the watching and seeing like, are people, do people like links here? What's going on? How do we like them? So we're since we're in that look like if you're a social media examiner and you're posting a lot of content, you have a lot of events. You can't just post all of that all the time. You have to really mix in just the conversation too. Maybe conversation question and then maybe the link in the third part of the thread or something. So I think the logistics of how it all works for brands is the value going to be there. It's hard to say. It's very hard to say. You need to be on Facebook, Instagram and Threads. That's a lot for a brand. Yeah. Like what if Facebook is already or still your biggest brand yeah. profile, then I think it's not worth it to go all in. I think if you're going in and you already have an Instagram presence, just make sure that you're integrating your threads. Share your threads to your Instagram stories. Don't share everyone as a post. I think keep it a little bit lower key. You know what I mean? It's easy to share it to a story. I think that's a good way to go. So you're not in people's faces because people are very invested in their Instagram accounts. Very, very invested.
2: Yeah, without question. And and the fact that they're so closely tied together, I mean, one opportunity that I think is if you have or your client has an active, engaged brand on Instagram, get over there and, and at least start getting your people over there because one of the first questions is, do you want to follow everybody that, that you follow on Instagram? And I think that's what some people did right away. I've had this, is it worth it question quite a bit. And I've got a filter that I use when I talk to people about this. And I, I said, look, let's say that Instagram cost five bucks a month, right? Like it costs money like Meta Verified or, or Twitter's new thing or anything like that. If it was five bucks a month, would you be running over there? And if not, if you wouldn't invest $5 a month in your marketing, <laughs> probably not worth your time.
1: What are you even doing?
2: (laughs) Right. Well, we do it because we go, it's free. I've got to get over there. It's free. I've got to be there. And and we think about the land grab with TikTok. But this is the other thing. People were able to hop on TikTok and take advantage of the growth for two years. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like if you weren't there in month one, oh, well, it's over. It's too late. So that's kind of the way that I look at it. This opportunity is not going to go away. With Clubhouse, if you have an immediate way to benefit from it, that's another reason to jump on there. I had one friend with Clubhouse Mm -hmm. who she would just listen to these rooms that were on her Niche while she'd go on walks, and then with Clubhouse, mm-hmm. you could raise your hand, and then the speakers or whatever could call on you. Yeah, she would raise her hand; they'd call on her, and she was so good at giving like a succinct two-minute answer. Yeah, and every time she did that, she'd get invited on like five podcasts, uh-huh. and so she knew it was like immediately there, and it was fitting right. the day. But otherwise, I think we got six months minimum before you miss the boat <laughs> on this. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned all those ones that died too.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, all the celebrities came out, and they're gone already.
2: Have Is that what you're
1: seen they were there for like a week, asked dumb questions, and they were gone because they had no idea what to do. They were like, do you like vanilla or chocolate ice cream better? And it's, you could only do so many super late questions. And then it's like, no. yeah." And, and I think, like I mentioned before, we haven't quite figured out what the promotional model is.
2: Yeah. Well, which takes us to some of the stuff that's coming up next. So they have talked, there There are no ads. They said there won't be ads until they're, I think they said hundreds of millions of users at least. And so, but they are offering the, or talking about the ability to do branded content. Is that right? Talk us through that. Yeah.
1: Branded content. So that's good and bad news because if you're verified, I'm a verified account on Facebook and Instagram, not like a paid one, but an actual one. So no matter what I do, (laughs) If I do something for money, I have to use the branded content tag. And the branded content tag is almost always broken in some aspect. And if I post something that they think is branded content, they immediately flag me. You would think I would be like invisible in the Facebook world, but I'm not. They're like, is this branded? Why didn't you do the branded content? So the branded content tag is kind of a hassle. I'm all for disclosure and you should always, always disclose if you're paid for something, which I haven't seen anybody posting that yet from Instagram over. I haven't seen that, but you always have to disclose right now. There's no way to disclose in Facebook's way, which is the branded content. So one great feature about that is if you do the branded content tag, it ties you to that. So say, for example, TJ Maxx wants to partner with me. Hey, TJ Maxx. (laughs) I have worked with them in the past, but if you work with them and then you have the branded content tag, you could post something. It would be in both of your profiles, but it took a long time for that to come out on Instagram. So they have that now where if you can connect. So you post it to your account and then it goes to theirs too. So it's like double dipping. You don't have to double post it or anything. But the branded content tag is a feature that anybody who's verified has to use. And then somebody else has to approve it. So, you know, if I'm doing the thing with TJ Maxx, then I have to go in the app and I have to tag them. They're a big brand, so they would have to approve it. So it's a lot of steps. And then it actually doesn't even cover the FTC disclosure. So you have to do the branded content and you have to do the I'm partnering with TJ Maxx today on this blah, blah, blah. So I wish that the branded content tag covered the FTC. Had a, you know, requirements too, and it doesn't. When it yeah, first came it out, okay. I sent them a lot of comments like, please make this cover everything, make this. And they were like, thanks for your suggestions, but they didn't (laughs) change it. So as a person who posts branded content for brands and also on my own, like if I'm doing influencer stuff, branded content is just hard because there's getting them to approve it. I've actually even done things with Facebook behind the scenes on Instagram lives and just even connecting everything. It's always a little bit clunky at first. So if you have branded content, Make sure you use it. It's not on threads yet, so you're safe. But you also do have to do the FTC disclosure things as well, Yeah, unfortunately. So I'm not a fan of the branded content just because it makes it very hard to post stuff I feel
2: like all the networks are making it easier, but it's moving very, very slow. TikTok yeah. seems to be doing the most with finding ways for people to partner. But
1: great, good TikTok. I hardly ever see anybody disclose paid stuff. on
2: <laughs> It's ridiculous. But now they're know. like years
1: later, oh, we should disclose that.
2: <laughs> well, they've done a lot yeah. in the last few months with this for sure. It's little interesting to see where it goes because it's a great opportunity for brands.
1: They're doing creator stuff too. Pinterest is the same. They don't have anything in there where you can disclose that. So you just kind of have to like write all in there.
2: Yeah. Well, as a lifelong Twitter user, I want to get your impression on what it's been like, not necessarily Twitter right now, but Twitter, maybe pre Elon versus what threads has been like for you so far. But real quick, I want to run down the, the upcoming stuff. We've talked about some of these, but they've been started rolling out a chronological feed of only people you're following as an option post translations is going to be coming new ways to filter your notifications So it's much easier to keep track, especially if you get a lot of engagement, the follow button to easily follow your followers back and a quick way to approve new followers. If your account is private. So those are all mm-hmm. things that they're talking about coming out here. So tell right. me just as a lifelong Twitter user. You know, <laughs> life-long. To, well, not your life, the but life the life of Twitter, of Twitter right? Yes my wife was an early adopter of Twitter so much that she had literally at her name um, yeah. it was just, and she got inactive for a while and something happened. But tell me, what do you feel about Twitter versus threads so far? What are your impressions?
1: So the difference between early Twitter and early threads is it was easier to connect with people because you had the hashtag communities. So way back, I don't know if any people that are watching us were part of this group, but there was a group called us guys on Twitter and it just hashtag us guys. And you could just go in there all the time and talk to people in the group. And they're, isn't that possibility threads yet. But the interesting thing is, as soon as threads started, all the people that I used to talk to in that Twitter community are all there and they like following each other and connecting. And they weren't really connected on Instagram, which is interesting. So the community kind of fell apart. And now people are like, hey, remember, we used to talk on Twitter. And so it's that's one of the pieces that they really kind of have to I don't see any other way than hashtags to do that if they just need to let people connect as a group better. You have 500 characters, but you're not going to be like, hello, and like mention a bunch of people. That used to be a thing that you would do on Twitter. You would talk to people and mention everybody in the conversation, and then people would see it and comment. So fixing the notifications more so it's easy to find them, I think, is important. And then... Just a way to find new people better. It's really hard when you're in the app to find people who like what you like, unless you're following a brand in a conversation. Have you found a great way to do that? Find someone new?
2: No. I mean, like you said, the connection pieces are definitely the hardest part, but.
1: And that's what they're pushing is they want this to be the communication place. Like it's live. People are posting live and they want you to connect with people, but they made it hard to do it unless you just ant mention them randomly.
2: Yeah, and you really have to make a concerted effort. Like I know some people who are in there and they're searching or they're looking to see who other people are engaging with, but it's not right. quite as natural and It's and time organic. consuming. Yeah. It's
1: not like you can just look at a hashtag group like writers community or writing community and see all the other people talking about what book they're writing or the reader bookstagram people or the book talks. We all know book talk exploded during the pandemic and now it's totally changed the publishing world. And you got to have that way to connect with people more than just one-to-one. One-to-one is great, but it's very hard to go feel like you're not getting engagement. So some of it's being a little bit patient and some of it is kind of working with there. And I did follow all the people I was following on Instagram because I'm very picky about who I follow. And then, Mm -hmm. so it worked out for me. One tip that I saw that's a really good tip is the words that you hide to make sure that you're seeing the right thing. I typically use that maybe former presidents whose name I don't want to see. We can all guess who that is. I don't like to say his name. But you could also do things finale or the name of a show or something if you don't want to get spoiler alerts for something, which mm. is really smart. So you can do like bad words you don't want to see, Brian, Like it's really good that you don't see as much. I like that they're not making you see what they want you to see very much. It's not a trend that you have to see. Got you know it. what I okay. mean? So you're kind of go on and you're seeing what people are talking about and you're following your alt tab, but it's not like the tab on Twitter X. where these things are trending. So you go look at them. I mean, those things I don't even trust anymore because I go on Twitter now and he makes you see a lot of stuff. I have to see his posts all the time. I don't follow him. He's posting words that I've blocked and they still come up. So
2: Elon, you're talking about? Yes. Okay. I'm talking about Elon now. Interesting. So I I don't
1: follow him and it's still have you noticed that? Do you go on Twitter?
2: I am not as active on Twitter. It's way down the list of I don't even have the app on my first screen on my phone anymore. Threads is there now, but yeah. Yeah, I got it.
1: I gave Threads the little cool spot down at the bottom. I was like, I'm trusting you. So I gave you one of my little good spots.
2: One of the four. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: So when you go on Twitter, he's putting things in your feed that you don't want to see trends, people, names, even though I've blocked. I haven't blocked him on there, but I see his posts all the time. So he's making you see what he's posting. Wow. It's bizarre. I don't think anyone ever thought that this would happen to a social platform. I don't know why we didn't think it was going to happen. It was probably inevitable, right? That some really rich person would buy it and make it all about them. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought anybody would do that? But you probably watched this like the social network and all those the movie, shows. Yeah. 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 There's just a lot out there where they're making you see things, they meaning all the social platforms. So I like to just be cautious, especially after our last election craziness. And that's Twitter used to be a really, really great place to get trending news and things that happened and communicating with people. And now it makes you see what they want you to see. And that's very harmful.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no question. It's always evolving in a big, big mm-hmm. way. So um, just a quick reminder, you can discover how to speed up your Instagram content creation with AI with our Marketing Mastery Workshop coming up on August 10th. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash marketing mastery, socialmediaexaminer.com slash marketing mastery. Peg, so fun to have this conversation with you. Where can people find out more about you?
1: pegfitzpatrick.com and putting a guide out based on some information I have about threads next month. I'll have like a threads guide. So if you do pegfitzpatrick backslash threads, you can get an early copy of that.
2: All right. And if you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, two for you to check out in your favorite podcasting app, just search for the social media marketing podcast or the marketing agency show. And until next time, be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
1: The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more
0: social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.